Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of PAS FML, the only podcast run by an actual real life PA student. That's me. I'm your host, PAK, and on today's episode, I am talking about probably the second most important thing that I wish I had known before I started PA school, and that is all about stress and anxiety. So taking somewhat of a deep dive into that and sharing with you kind of in my experience with it in general um, and urging uh, everybody listening to this to um, find a way to deal with it, whatever that looks like for you guys. So um, no clinical pearls on this episode today, just FYI. Um, but uh, just to update you, I am still going strong on my clinical rotations. I'm on my second rotation now, and I'm doing um, inpatient uh, hospital medicine. So I'm doing a doing medicine in the hospital. Um, so I'm learning a ton and I have a ton of clinical pearls and just a ton of insight already after, well, I've, I've been there for a month now. So I, I have a lot to share, but I'm still going through all the notes on that. So I will get that out to you um, when I have time, um, hopefully uh, soon enough. But anyway, so today just about stress and anxiety. Um, so thanks for tuning in and I hope you find it useful. So the thing about stress and anxiety in PA school is that they're actually, in my opinion, two different things. And when I started PA school, something that I asked about and was told from people who had gone before me and my staff and faculty was make sure you have a game plan about how you're going to deal with stress. That's kind of what everybody said. And and I'm I'm not saying that that was bad advice. It's not you know, everybody should have a way to deal with stress. I mean, that's just a healthy way to approach life in general. Um, and so even in our first week of school, we got together and our little like breakout sessions and everybody shared how they thought that they were going to like deal with their stress. And of course, a lot of people uh, went the exercise and workout route saying, you know, you know, every day or every other day or whatever, you know, going to get to the gym, going to do my yoga, going to get my hikes on, um, whatever kind of form of, you know, get, get my run on kind of thing. And other people had hobbies that they were going to do, whether it was like cooking or crafts. I mean, I don't know who does crafts. I mean, good for you guys because you guys are way more creative than I am. Um, but you know, some, somehow you got to have, a thing that you do that's outside of PA school to kind of get your mind off of it. Because as we've already discussed in the previous episode, you are shoved into PA school and you will eat, sleep, and breathe it until you pull yourself out of it. And so rightfully, everybody tells you that you need to have a plan of attack for something to kind of de-stress. But here's the kicker about stress is that eventually, if it goes on long enough, oh, I don't know, maybe call it 13 months of an intensive graduate school program. So if it goes on long enough, and if it's deep enough, eventually it turns into anxiety. And it, that anxiety can be kind of like smoldering in the background, which is how it was for me. And then, and I didn't even really know what was going on. I, I didn't realize it before, before it kind of like erupted and came to a head that I had been having such smoldering anxiety. And so 
people aren't wrong when they tell you that you need to have a way to deal with this kind of stress. Um, just your general good old fashioned stress, just have a way to combat it daily. If not, and if not daily, certainly every other day or weekly even. But the problem is, is that for a lot of us, we didn't even really know what, like where we cross the line from just kind of normal stress into, into crippling anxiety. And we like, we just didn't know when, when we crossed that line. And so my kind of standing on the shoulders of giants here again, while, while saying that it's important that you have an escape from the PA school madness so that you can help deal with your levels of stress standing on the shoulder of that. My advice is have a, be very aware that it's entirely possible that even despite your best efforts, you may actually feel you, you may actually have some level of anxiety that creeps into your life. And I'm very lucky in that I had largely not had a life filled with crippling anxiety up until this point. And so I didn't I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what it felt like. I didn't know how it manifested. And of course, all of us are going to have some, those things are going to look differently in everybody. Their anxiety doesn't manifest itself exactly the same way in every person. So the the t- my tip of have a very low threshold for for using your kind of introspective skills to just double just check in with yourself and m- make sure that you're not on the crazy train and and I call it the crazy train because uh, you know a, a train has kind of the visualization of it can it's going too fast it's speeding it's out of control and it's barreling towards disaster and there's nothing you can do about it and that kind of nicely sums up anxiety at least for me personally and so i i like to i i use the metaphor of a crazy train and and after i got better at recognizing when i was on the crazy train the next step was to tell people you know people that i trusted um to help me off of it because I needed their help. I, I mean, that, and that's the crazy thing about anxiety. Again, at least my anxiety and everybody's allowed to have their own different personal experiences with anxiety. So don't, you know, if you're sitting here going, well, that's not how it feels for me. Like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I'm sure it is because you're you and I'm me. So, um, but at any rate, this, this was something that this was how I felt my anxiety. And I really wish that I would have had a lower bar for seeking help. And I don't even necessarily mean professional help, although ultimately, yeah, I do highly recommend that. Um, but just for a lower threshold for recognizing that maybe this is the highest level of level of anxiety you have ever had and you don't know how to deal with it and you need to talk about it. Um, if not to your friends, then again, just to, to professional help because sitting in your room alone or sitting at the library or sitting at the coffee shop, even with friends around you, you can still have like an anxiety kind of panic attack. And the number of friends or classmates who I talked to who realized that they were having panic attacks, I mean, at least probably half of the people that I talked to about about like crippling levels of anxiety just offered 
easily, seamlessly, oh yeah, I definitely had panic attacks. And and like, and nobody was talking about it. And I was so shocked that so many people were going through it. And yet, how did I not know that the, that they were also having these terrible episodes of racing heartbeats? And I mean, really and truly felt like feeling like you're having an actual heart attack. It's, it's terrifying. And I went my entire first semester not talking to anyone about it, not not seeking professional help about it, and not truthfully not being not being medicated. Um, God, I mean, all of those things were going on, and I thought they were happening in my own little bubble. And it was only that I got when I got out of my bubble and started bringing in some of the people and and like sharing my vulnerability with them, did I realize that like half of the half of my classmates were going through the exact same thing, and and. It, it just relieves uh, just relieved a huge burden for me just to know that other people were struggling with it. So that's why I think it's a super important topic because, like I said, about half of the people that I talked to endorsed terrible, like the worst levels of anxiety, not just stress, but anxiety that um, than they'd ever experienced in their life. And, you know, unless I brought it up, I... F- I personally, I felt like a lot of people just weren't talking about it and maybe they were in their smaller kind of closer knit circles. You know, everybody kind of finds their people and you get, you know, a handful of them and they're your people. Um, so maybe other people were talking about it to their people, but at least, uh, at least up front, it felt like nobody was talking about it until I did. And so I'm here to normalize it and my classmates listening to this podcast now will probably laugh because that's kind of like my catchphrase now is I'm normalizing it. I'm normalizing the anxiety. I'm normalizing professional help. And yeah, I'm normalizing getting your shit on some Lexapro if you need it or your SSRI of choice. You know, everybody's got a favorite SSRI. It's like spin the bottle, just like, but just, just toss them out into the room, let them fall where they are, put your LaCroix bottle in the middle and give that shit a spin and just fucking pick one. Um, and it's fine. And a ton of a ton of my classmates were on their SSRI of choice as well. And it's not like it completely takes away all the anxiety, but I'll tell you what, it gives you a, a, like a brake pad to apply to the crazy train. And, and that's enough to put you back in control and to keep your shit together. Um, and when, of course, when I say you, I mean, I, so all of those things should be I statements. Um, so I'm going to make them I statements, try, try to do a better job to make them I statements, but that is what I'm here to normalize. I'm here to normalize that it's entirely possible that despite your best efforts, your stress is going to get out of control. And at some point it may cross over into anxiety. And what are you going to do about that? Because, what, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like go to the gym twice a day and, and and maybe like maybe that's your answer. Maybe you go to the gym twice a day and maybe that works for you. And if so, awesome. But for so many of my classmates and of course myself, I I mean, I was barely even controlling the stress as it was with my like, okay, I think I'll just walk to the grocery store because I know that exercise is really important. Like that was what I was going to do. I was going to walk to the grocery store every other day. And that was how I was going to keep my stress 
at bay. Um, and, he, and then when that stopped working, or I thought, I felt like it was stopping, not working, then I actually started going to the gym. And like, did that help a little bit? Yeah, it helped a little bit. But the problem in PA school is that it's unlike any stress you've ever had in your entire life because it puts stress on your mental capacity. It puts stress on your body. It puts stress on your relationships. And all three of those topics are probably going to be episodes coming up later um, on this pod because they're so important. But if I can just try to bring it back to the focus of this current episode is to have a low threshold for what happens if your best laid plans aren't working as well or stop working. What are you going to do? And my advice is to be very, get very good at checking in with yourself about how you're feeling. And when I, and I use the word anxiety to talk about a lot of kind of things in general, but like, what do I mean when I say anxiety? Well, things that, things that were anxiety producing for us were, you know, we just had an eight hour lecture and how am I supposed to go home, maybe cook dinner or buy dinner? Because of course money is always an issue for any poor grad student. So what are you going to do? Are you going to like get the time? Are you going to get your time back? And you're just going to like spend money on frozen meals or are you going to go, are you going to try to save money and buy all your meals in bulk and that, but then spend the time creating them. Um, so there's kind of that diabolical opposition of what are you going to spend time or money? Because in PA school, you only have those two things by and large, you can either spend time and get some money back, or you could spend some money, um, so that you can get some extra time. And so that kind of is at the heart of a lot of anxiety around PA school. Which one are you going to spend? Um, but really and truly, it comes down to the the everyday things that are going to be anxiety producing. Like you just sat for eight hours in a lecture and how are you going to spend your time the rest of the night? How are you possibly going to get through the material? Are you going to spend all your time going over bit by bit so that you really get it in, but you go to bed at two o'clock in the morning and get up at six so that you can go to the gym. I mean, maybe, sure. Like some people do that. And if you're like 19, that may be an option for you. Um, but those of us whose bodies aren't working like they used to, um, I, I can't work on four to five hours of sleep anymore. I just can't. So, um, so right then and there, like, I'm like, I'm having anxiety even thinking about how terrible it was to be, tr to be faced with these decisions on like a constant daily and hourly basis of what are you going to do now? Cause in PA school, you've got 14 different directions to go and they're all very good options and they're all directions you need to go. You need to call your mom or dad or brother or sister or uh, significant other on their birthday, or if you haven't talked to talk to them in three days, like you you need to keep that up. Otherwise, your personal relationships are going to go down. So okay, so that's I mean, so that's a valiant effort there. But also like, oh, you should keep your physical body in shape too. So like, maybe you should go to the gym. But also, you know, your mental your mental capacity is is really under siege right now. So maybe you should sit down and do some nice men like men. Um, oh, oh my God, what's the word? Mentation? No. What the hell is that word? When you sit down and you do the fingertip thing, oh my God, brain freeze. I'm having a brain freeze. Um, meditate. Ha, I got it. Meditate. Um, or have like a mindful moment. So, I mean, 
or, or study. What do you, okay, like you, or study. That's always an option. Or maybe you should food prep. Or um, you know, maybe you're trying to like get to your friend's wedding, and so you actually really should like research prices and how to get there in flights. I mean, how many like really important things did I just say in a matter of a minute and a half? And your whole your whole job is to try to figure out which one of those things you're going to do, and that causes a lot of anxiety because you get really good at doing math and you realize that, well, some of those things are obviously going to take a back burner and it's really, and that's really stressful. Add on to that, of course, if you don't pass your tests, um, then like you're, then you're going to fail out of school. And so there's, there's just this constant chattering in your head about all the things that you have to do and you quickly realize that you don't have the time to do it. And that chatter, that fighting for your attention and for your time is what can cause, again, this kind of crippling levels of anxiety. And I don't, I don't bring it up to try to like pre-terrify you if you've already, if you've are thinking about going into PA school, or if you've already gotten in and you just haven't started yet, or if you're in it, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't bring it up to scare anybody. It's just, I bring it up to show that it's a real thing. And while friends and faculty and classmates may be very be coming from a very helpful place of telling you, yeah, you need to figure out how to deal with your stress. What are you going to do to keep the levels of your stress down? It's they're coming from a, a point. They're coming from a place of knowledge and wisdom, and it's important to get your plan locked in place. But what happens when it's too much and you have and you're on the crazy train? What are you going to do? And Again, my urging is for everybody to get have a really low threshold for seeking extra help, for trying something that you've maybe never tried before. We talked about last week about how sometimes the way that you studied that got you into PA school may not work for you in PA school, and so you have to try something different. This is kind of along the same lines here is that your usual methods of dealing with stress may not a hundred percent get rid of all of it. And I would venture a guess to say that for the vast majority of you, they they won't. And and I'm not saying that like everybody's gonna think about dropping out of PA school like I did. Um I know a handful of people did and we can laugh about it now, but the the point of the fa- the point of the matter is is that you should have a really low bar for trying something else to deal with the stress. And for a lot of people that can, that is either like seeing a professional and talking about it and figuring out, yeah, if getting on an SSRI just for this point in your life is maybe a good idea. Uh, like I said, I had never been on an SSRI before and I I, I actually didn't have any problem getting on it. In fact, I kind of went to my provider and said, yeah, I think, I think this is like one of those circumstances where I, where I totally need it just to function as a normal human being. And for me, again, it didn't erase everything, but I, it, it gave me a way to break the train a little bit and slow it down so that I could focus on 
the things that I actually needed to do and that like I could like self-talk myself out of a panic attack, out of all the whirl, like all of the whirl and like tizzy dizziness that thinking about all the things that I have to do that night and knowing full well that I can't there, I physically can't possibly do it. There's not enough hours in the day and I don't have enough energy in my dumb human body. Um, the getting on an SSRI at least gave me a way to say, you know what? It's okay that I'm not going to get through a hundred percent of the material today. Let's aim for 50. And I was okay. And I was okay with that. And it kept me putting, it kept me a being able to put one foot in front of the other so that I just kept marching towards the finish line. And I guess I'd say that I was pretty successful at it because here I am through my didactic year, but I just, I want to normalize anxiety that it's probably going to touch the vast majority of you guys. Even if you've been cool as a cucumber your whole life, it's a thing. It happens and it's not a problem with you. It's just how rigorous a PA program is. And I feel like they built it into PA school for us. So don't be shocked if it comes for you. That's okay. Just try to see it coming. Try not to do what I did. And I was like two months into it, considering dropping out of PA school. And I realized, oh my God, I've been feeling like this way for two months now. How did I not realize that? Um, I just hadn't. And it's because I just kept, I just put my nose, put my head down and let you nose to the grindstone. And I tried to power my throat way through it. And that wasn't that wasn't the correct answer for me and again it almost i almost dropped out of pa school because of it but what saved me was a opening up to my classmates and friends about it that i was having a hard time going to see professional um the camp you know the ca campus has like free mental health like absolutely take advantage of that and then yeah getting on an SSRI. So I'm here to normalize all of it. I'm here to normalize that anxiety is a real thing. Even if you've not had it before, it touches people that you wouldn't even suspect. Classmates who I thought totally, totally, totally were like never had any self-doubt in them ever. I was so shocked to find out that they kind of like me were laughing at the absurdity of the situation of like, well, I only got through 12% of today's material, like guess it's time for bed so that I can get like, so that I can get plundered tomorrow again. Um, I had no idea that they were thinking that way. And it was only because I opened up and offered it out of myself. So the advice, of course, again, is to, if you're a sharing person, and even if you're not, pick your one safe person and and try to be safe and try to try to talk to them just one person and talk to your talk to your classmates talk to your friends talk to um counselors talk to the professionals get on an ssri and just have a very low threshold for the fact that this anxiety boulder is probably coming for you and it's 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 a steamroller and that's okay that's totally, totally, totally okay. And being aware enough when your stress levels are boiling over is a strategy to try, is tr a strategy even in of itself to try to deal with it. So I'm here to normalize it. Anxiety is a thing. I'm here to normalize counselors. I'm here to normalize SSRIs. Do 
well, like what be as kind as you possibly can to yourself and try your best not to let the crazy talk, the crazy chatter in the back of your head of you're never going to get through this, you're going to fail out, all of the terrible negative things that will that may haunt you and they've never haunted you before. And so again, you may be woefully unprepared to deal with it because you have no, you're in a territory that you've never been in before. So just, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I just, I don't want anybody to have to go through what I did of the whole halfway through their didactic year, legitimately trying to craft a letter to the professors of, I'm sorry, but I can't do this anymore. I'm out. Cause that, I I so 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 wish I would have no I would have recognized the anxiety creeping up on me and I would have had a better idea for who to go to and what my other options were before it was almost too late and thankfully I had an amazing support team I mean my my partner is um I mean beyond beyond this world he's been through medical training before he's a uh, inpatient physician. So he's been through med school and he was the rock for me to stand on. And then everybody else just like gathered around and lifted me up. And I got the help that I needed in the form of counseling, just a handful. I think I only saw her maybe twice, but that was enough. And of course my SSRIs and that was all I needed. And I was able to kind of like, again, put one foot in front of the other. So it's a real thing. And it probably won't affect, I mean, obviously it's not going to affect everybody to the degree that it affected me. Um, and we'll, I can even get into that a little bit more on, I had some health scares come up. And so that really kind of like tipped it over the edge for me. Um, but we'll get at that into that in another episode. So just have a low threshold for when your anxiety may be creeping over on you, because if you don't deal with it right away, it, it may steamroll you. And I, I just, I wouldn't want anybody to ever be in that position because of course the truth is, is that with the right help, you can do it with the right support system. You can do it with the right tools. You like, you absolutely can get through PA school. People, people have done it. Like, I don't know how many PAs out there in the world, like tens of thousands of PAs out there, like people have done it and yeah, it sucked. And it's been super hard for every single one of them, but They've, they've done it before and so can you, but you'll only be doing yourself a favor if you have a game plan in mind and if you have a low threshold for reaching out to the people around you, reaching out to the professionals and potentially even getting on some meds to help let you put a break on the crazy train when it tries to roll you over. So that's my bit on anxiety. It's a bitch, but you can do it. All right. Well, thanks for hanging in there with me to the very end. Um, sorry, I got a little rambly there at the uh, final few minutes, but uh, you know, that's uh, that's the beauty of uh, PAK. To listen to me ramble is to love me. So, little insight there for you, everybody. Um, so I just want to finish by saying thanks to everybody for tuning in. I've been watching the numbers of downloads and 
plays that this little mini podcast of mine has been getting on all the various platforms that it's been on. And I'm just so stoked and so appreciative of watching those numbers climb uh, like even every few days. So that's been totally cool. So I really do appreciate you guys listening. And I really do hope that this is beneficial for everybody. Uh, it's been cool to get some text messages from people who know me IRL. Um, that's millennial speak for in real life. Uh, and no, I did not have to look that up slash. Yes, I did. Um, so, uh, it's been cool to hear from, uh, people who actually know me about whatever thing I was babbling about that helped them in their real life too. So that's been way cool too. So, uh, again, just thank you so much. So, uh, that's the end of the day's today's episode. Um, stay with me for some pearls coming up next time around. Bye-bye.